0: White Cobra presents Autumn, Winter, Spring, Summer by Peter Drake. Episode two, Winter.
1: Hi, Mum. Mum? Try to be calm. I know. Look, I'll come over as soon as I can. In a couple of hours. Don't go anywhere, will you? I have my own key. Dad? Oh, I expect he's on his way. He'll be home soon, I'm sure. Yes, yes, I'll I'll be there soon, okay? Bye now. Hello. Oh, Louise, hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yes, Uh, is everything okay with you? Not really. Poor mum. She's getting more and more muddled. She still lives on her own, bless her. I'm just beginning to wonder whether it's not time to find her somewhere else to live Did I hear you right? Did you say that your dad was on his way home?
2: But I thought your dad passed away No,
1: no, no, you heard me right (sighs) Her memory loss is getting worse by the week Even the long-term stuff, which I thought was supposed to be safe She's starting to forget some events that happened years ago. Like your dad dying. The Alzheimer's means that when I tell her that he's died, she's hearing it for the first time. Oh, Lou, the look of pain on her face. No one should have to hear that more than once. So you tell her he's on his way home? And a moment later, she's forgotten the conversation completely. Is that so wrong? Of course not. You have to do what you can to help her. I just feel so bloody helpless. She deserves better than this. Social services do what they can, but they can't do anything about the illness. No one can. It's amazing that she's still living on her own. Oh, I know, but for how much longer? She's always had this incredible spirit of independence, even when Dad was alive. I hardly dare mention it to her. I know how she'd react. Is she safe? On her own, I mean. At home, yeah. It's just when she takes it into her head to go walk about, she gets so muddled. It's hard to think of Sylvia getting muddled about anything. I can cope with that, actually. It's more the feeling of guilt when I get irritated with her for repeating herself. You know, her short-term memory's completely shot. Right. So you just go round and round with the same conversation? It wears me out sometimes.
2: To be fair to Sylvia, conversations with her are usually very interesting. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, for the first couple of times round, at any rate. Oh, she scared me silly last week. She often rings at odd times, but usually from home. I realised that she'd managed to lock herself out of her house and she was in a bit of a state. Thank heavens she usually has her phone on her. So I jump in the car and drive round. And when I get there, there's no sign of her. So I spend a tricky ten minutes wandering around looking. Eventually I find her sitting on a bench outside the house, two doors up. Looking like there's nothing up. I ask her if she's okay and she looks at me blankly. She couldn't remember having rung me. Oh, my Lord. She had no idea how she got there. Oh, I do worry about her. Of course, of course you do. Hello.
0: Oh, come in,
1: come in. Welcome all.
0: Let me get you something to warm you up. God, it's bloody freezing out
3: there. Minus five according to my car temperature thingy. Oh, the paddles are all solid. It's a nightmare walking along our road. You've walked here. Oh, 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 I didn't fancy the drive. I'm not keen on driving at night. Helen, you should have said. I could have given you a lift. Oh, oh, it's fine. I'd rather get some fresh air. It's only a couple of miles. A
0: couple of miles in the freezing
3: cold? Oh, it's fine. Really. Not a problem. OK, suit yourself. Here you
1: are. I've made some mulled wine. Please, help yourselves. Mm. Mm.
2: Okay, Rach, we need a sit-reb on the BF
0: Sitch with Ellie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He calls himself (laughs) Triple X. (laughs) He's an anarchist, apparently, and believes that all given names are an act of repression. I see. Oh, no, Lou, you don't see. There's more. He's an actor. Well, what's the matter with that? Oh, he's not just any old actor. He's a postmodern <laughs> performance artist. Oh lordy. Oh lordy
1: indeed. And how does he perform in a postmodern sort of way?
0: <laughs> Are you ready? He hangs <laughs> upside down from a reinforced washing line suspended between two pillars. <laughs> <laughs> and why does he do that exactly? Do you know? I have absolutely no fucking idea now i have a question for you why does my extremely talented highly presentable daughter want to associate with such a complete and utter bloody idiot
3: well who knows because she's 18 because she can there's nothing riding on it why shouldn't she play the field a bit because she can do better than him that's why
0: She spent nine years at an expensive private school that I nearly bust my backside paying for, and that gives me certain rights. Am I being completely unreasonable?
1: Oh, come on, Rach. You were young once. I'm sure you had the odd dodgy boyfriend.
0: Not like him, I didn't. Uh, Are you sure? I seem
2: to remember one or two rather sketchy choices back in the day. (laughs) What about that boy you went out with in our last year at uni? Oh, what was his name? Derek? Derek?
0: Eric? Ah yes, Eric, the socialist worker from Luton. (laughs) Well you never told
2: us about Eric. Mm, A poor choice given the alternatives.
0: Didn't he come to visit you once during the holidays? He did. As soon as he arrived he launched into a diatribe about the ownership of land. Not
2: realising that your dad was the president of the local golf club. I seem to recall your dad suggested that if he got himself a decent job, he could buy his own bit of land and give it all away. They both got so angry, they ended up getting thoroughly confused and arguing the other one's case.
0: Ah, yes, well, that was then. There was less pressure on people to get on with their lives. She's talking about going off around Europe with this fella. she says she's sick to death of school and studying and all of that. I reckon he's filled her head with all kinds of BS. It's a worry, I can tell you. What does Andy make of it all? Oh, he's all in favour of it. I think it reminds him of his own misspent
2: youth. Do we have a bit of good girl, bad boy situation developing here?
0: Oh, please don't. As if I haven't got enough to think about.
1: Oh, yes. A little dicky bird tells me you've got a new job. Really?
0: You've moved to school? I have. To St Paul's. I start properly after Christmas. Hmm. You had a good look round? I have, yes. It was part of the assessment. They made me teach a lesson as well. And? Well, they certainly seem to attract a better class of yobbo. (laughs)
3: Oh, there'll be some difficult kids to deal with. Private schools aren't the walk in the park people suppose they are. I'm not doing it because I think it will be a walk in the park.
0: I need a change of scene. It just so happened that this job came up. You'll
1: be fantastic. They're lucky to have you. It just feels like the right time.
2: Ben's about to move into his flat, so I've only got myself to think of for the first time in years. (laughs) I cleared out his room at the weekend. Mind, I had my work cut out. What is it about teenage boys? I was worried there'd be some undiscovered virus lurking under the bed.
1: The end of an era.
2: Yes, you're right. You know, Ben is exactly the same age as I was when I met Christoph. Exactly half a lifetime ago.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. So I have decided it's time to get back into the fray. For better or for worse, I've uh, joined a dating site.
1: Oh, good for you. Oh, we're so proud of you. So brave.
2: I'm not sure about brave. Mad might be a better word. So, tell me, I've often wondered, how does it work? It's easy, in principle. You write a profile, then post it up on the website, and after that, you wait. You just sit and wait? For messages sent to your account? Correct. Correct. Meantime you browse the profiles other the people have posted and get in touch if there are any that you like the look of. And have you? I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was ghosted after two dates again.
3: Mm. No why?
2: afraid so it happens all the time especially to women like me. What do
3: you mean? Women like me.
2: Oh, you know, women who have the bare-faced cheek to be older than forty, who look vaguely normal and aren't impressed by the Henry VIII approach to feminism.
1: <laughs> so, have yeah. you had any replies? Uh, actually, I have. Yes.
0: Well, that's great. You must be doing something right. So, come on, spill the beans. Who replied to your profile? Would
2: you like to take a look? Yes. Mm. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This young scallywag wrote to me
3: last week. Mm -hmm. Well, he looks Mm -hmm. all right. Better than all right, actually. Have Mm. you seen how old he is?
0: 24? (gasps) (laughs) I have several bras older than that.
2: (laughs) I know. Exactly half my age. When he was born, I had a mortgage and a pension fund. Are there any
0: others? Scroll down, see for yourself. Bloody hell.
3: I'd say he's closer
0: to 74.
3: Oh, what's he had to say for himself? (laughs)
0: Let's see. (laughs) Like wine, like cheese, like classic furniture, I get better with age.
2: In your dreams, mate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps I could look you up when I next come to town to see my daughter. If you're still on the market, then, of course. Oh, oh, Christ, he's even put one of those cheeky smiley face thingies if you're still on the market, (laughs) cheeky bugger. He makes you sound like you're some dowdy old coat pushed to the back of the rack in your local Oxfam shop.
3: And that's it.
0: Two replies. Yep,
2: two replies. A newborn baby and his delusional grandfather. I just don't get it. Have I become invisible at the age of 48? All the men of our age are after women 20 years younger. They don't seem to understand that time's moved on. They think they're still in their early thirties and all they've got to do is show up.
1: Oh, don't give up, Lou. It's early days yet. It's been over a month. Hang in there. It's
2: just a matter of time. I don't know. I look in the mirror and it's like, winter's on its way.
3: Tell me truthfully, do you think I should dye my hair? No. No way. They can't deal with a few grey hairs and it's their problem.
2: Do they dye their hair? They may not dye their hair, but they do lie about their height and their income. Par for the course, apparently. Mind you, I suppose women tend to be a little imprecise about their age?
0: Does that surprise you, given what you've just told us? No, no, not really. What
2: a game, eh? What a bloody game. Oh, Stick at it. But seriously, ask yourself, who wants an old bird like me?
1: Lots of men, you just haven't found them yet. Keep going, Mm. don't give up.
0: Promise? Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued by what you do,
3: Helen. You said you worked with troubled kids, right? Well, I'm not sure about the word troubled. They're poor at communication does that make them troubled? They get into trouble sometimes but I'd say that was a different thing. Okay so when you
0: say they are poor at communicating
3: what do you mean? Well uh, this afternoon I was working with a selective mute. He hasn't said a word to any of his teachers for almost eight months. Not a single word? No. He has a social anxiety disorder He'd prefer to get into trouble for something that he hasn't done rather than speak up in class. Poor wee boy. How old is he? Eleven. He's just started secondary school.
1: So he's completely overwhelmed by it all. Oh,
3: maybe. Maybe not. It's not my place to say why he's chosen not to speak. My job is to help him try and make himself clear. And how will you do that? Well, there's different, various things you can do. I think... The trick is not to make him feel guilty about what he's doing. I try to give him alternatives to speaking out. There are lots of ways of getting your point across. He's good at music, which helps. Does he sing or play an instrument? Oh, he plays piano for hours. He's amazing. I'm encouraging him to teach me, or try to at any rate. Oh, what a great idea. It's something he can do well. So I'm hoping he'll start to lose some of his anxiety. Teaching someone to do something is a great way of expressing yourself. I think we all feel more confident when we're in charge, even when inside we might be terrified.
1: But you just can't say it, so you use drama as a kind of
3: safety valve. Well, that's the theory, anyhow. Some kids, well... Some adults just don't feel comfortable in coming straight out with what they're thinking. We're all different, aren't we? So that's really what I'm about, giving them the space to get it all out there. Oh, one lad once said to me, I took it as a compliment. He said, I like coming to you, miss, because I can say what I'm feeling without having to say what I'm feeling. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: He sounds like he had a certain amount of insight.
3: Oh, he was a bright lad, make no mistake. Just that he was brought up in the kind of family that did not, and I mean not, express any kind of emotion. God help him if he started to cry when he had a bump playing football or whatever. He'd get a thick ear off his dad. And what was his mum like? Hard to say. I only met her once and she hardly spoke a word. She seemed scared to. Maybe she got the same kind of thing. Maybe. Happens more than you might think. Poor lad. And poor mum.
2: Imagine
1: living a life like that. So, Rachel, what did you think of the Nakeen? Um,
0: I thought it was, er... I thought it was very... Oh, what's the word? Hmm... Truthful. Yes, that's it. Mm. Truthful. Mm. <laughs> truthful. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes,
3: that's right. Truthful.
0: Mm. yeah. In
3: what way did you find it truthful, Rachel? Oh, in what way did I think it was truthful?
0: Um, Okay, I think it was because... Mm, I, think it, I think it was really the the lack of falsehood Uh, the lack of falsehood (laughs) yes yes that's it i thought the author brought a great deal of lack of falsehood to the story i see how interesting (laughs) yes yes it was definitely
2: rachel have you actually read the book
0: (laughs) no (laughs) You've been listening to the second episode of Autumn, Winter, Spring, Summer by Peter Drake. It was recorded by the cast in their own homes during the coronavirus pandemic. Bev was played by Louise Drage, Louise by Bernadette Wood, Rachel by Jude Wilton and Helen by Vicky Kelly. It was edited by Martin Borleycox cox and directed by Fraser Haynes. A White Cobra production.